listeners, welcome to this week's episode of the Freedom Focused Podcast. Uh, what we're going to be covering today is freedom focused. Freedom focused. What exactly does that mean? Freedom focused. We're going to dive into that day so that today, so that's really clear for you. Um, we're also at the very end. I'm going to spend a minute talking about uh, one of the episodes that we're going to be calling Freedom Secrets. That's going to be the episodes where I bring on guests. Uh, and we'll share their insights on what it takes to be free and a few other topics we'll have them cover specifically about how they're operating their businesses. So I'm excited to share that. At the very end, I'll talk to you about who our guest is going to be for the next podcast. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, Okay, so we talked in our last episode about personal freedom. Uh, In detail, we talked about professional freedom and what that looks like. And then uh, if you haven't taken the surveys, which I encourage you to do and had in the show notes, I'll put them in the show notes again today, um, definitely would encourage everybody to take the personal freedom survey. How much freedom do you have personally? And then also the professional uh, freedom survey, which we call the four levels of freedom survey. Um, So we've talked about freedom extensively already, but really the question is, how do you get more freedom? How do you get more freedom as a small business owner? So that is if you become freedom-focused. You must become freedom-focused in order to gain more freedom as a small business owner. So what are we talking about there? So we're talking about the elements of the system that I've created in order to move a small business owner from where you are now to where we want to be. And I imagine it's somewhere in the lower levels in the hierarchy of freedom up to freedom to exit or at least to experienced So you can get to that higher level of freedom, if not all the way to freedom to exit. So we start off with a vision and core values and then build a strong team. Those are the two elements that are foundational. That's how you build the foundation to start with. The second part of it's about execution and implementation. That's about goals and KPIs. It's about documenting processes. Ultimately, you do these four things. Sounds pretty simple. Do these four four things and you're going to be getting to true freedom, true freedom, freedom focused. Okay, so let's start off with the first element, which is looking a little bit closer at vision and core values. So um, back in the 1960s, uh, as some of you may recall, if uh, not having been there, um, this was before my time as well. uh, But back in the 1960s, the United States found itself in a space race with Russia and it, certainly we studied that when we were in school. And um, in, the, in the space race, basically, we were falling farther and farther behind as the Soviet Union continued to make accomplishment after accomplishment in their space program. And one of the things that happened uh, in, order to, uh, in order to confront that um, was uh, President Kennedy, he basically made a pitch to Congress, and then later he did his famous moon speech in uh, Houston uh, in the next year. Uh, basically what he did is he created a vision for the United States of what the what a goal that we needed to get to, a goal that we needed to accomplish as a country. And that was to put a man on the moon before the end of the 1960s, before the end of the century. And so when he created that vision for the country, everybody got around it. Everybody knew where they were going and everybody got excited about it. Uh, And so that's an example of actually a very big vision of what vision can do in order to all the things that spawned that vision and came off of that vision from the space program, 
and a lot of other things that came from that. So that's an example of a bigger vision that uh, leads to an ultimate goal that we ended up achieving um, by just before the end of the year. It's actually six months before the end of the year in 1969, Neil Armstrong, um, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins, they landed on the moon. In fact, we celebrated the anniversary last year of, of landing on the moon. And so, but that was the culmination of a vision that was painted by a leader for where we were going to go as a nation. But you know what? These things are important uh, in all respects and certainly for small businesses. Um, dreams, basically, they establish what the big picture is for where you're going, where, where you're headed to. Because a lot of people have their heads down doing their day-to-day work. But when you paint a vision, all of a sudden, they understand how that day-to-day work fits in with a greater goal a greater goal of where we're going as, an, as, a, as a small organization, as a, a small business. So uh, having a vision is super important for everybody to be able to understand where we're going and how we get there. Visions create goals, um, which we're going to talk about as one of the elements of freedom focused, but they're actually the starting point for the goal setting process is just having a vision of where we're going to go. They create a unifying purpose, unifying uh, purpose and, and, as I said, goals for everybody so that we all are together in this together. Um, they create purpose uh, so that we understand um, what we're doing this for, where we go, what we're doing the day-to-day work, is, work for. And they also create focus, um, basically guardrails to keep us all um, headed in the same direction, in one direction, rather than straying off. And it's usually the business owner that's the one that's more inclined to take us off in a different direction. And I love this quote about vision that was, uh, that was um, uh, painted by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. And I apologize. I know I butchered that French. My daughter studies French, and I know I killed that right there. But he was a French poet. But I love what he said here. If you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. What a great way to think about what vision does for the day-to-day work that we're trying to accomplish. The next item that's, that's part of Freedom Focus is you have to establish what it, your core values are for your organization. They're foundational. They're the basis of who, who you are as an organization, what your culture is, what your beliefs are. They act as a, as a filter, by the way. When you've clearly established and defined what your core values are, what they do is they serve as a filter for attracting people that align with and identify with your core values. Um, not, only your organi- not only people that you bring into the organization, but also companies that you might choose to do work with or clients that you might choose to, to be a part of what you do if you're doing services versus products. Uh, so they create this filter for you to um, make sure that you're only working with people or mostly working with people that are alignment with your core values. Um, and so uh, one of the other things they do if they attract, they also will repel. So if your core values are really clearly defined, they'll also make sure that people that don't identify and align with your core values, they're going to probably choose not to do business with you, either buying your product or doing your service. And likewise, people for your organization. Uh, people that you try and bring into your organization as, as part of your team, they're going to also maybe be repelled um, at the same time or the opposite of being also attracted. Um, and core values, they really must be used. A lot of people, uh, a lot of organizations will go through the effort probably because a coach like myself told them that they needed to have core values. They go through an effort of creating them, identifying, figuring them out. And then what happens to them usually? 
they'll end up on the website as some bullet points there, um, probably buried back in there in the website somewhere deep where you can't find them. Um, or uh, they might be hung on the wall, framed nicely, you know, with some some pictures that go along with them, perhaps. But that's typically what happens with core values. And they're never really seen again until we do perhaps strategic planning again in the next three years. But that's not really the purpose and the real value of core values. They must be used. They must be used. And we're going to talk today a little bit about one of the principal ways that you can use them. And then ultimately, core values must be integrated in what you do day in and day out. Okay, part of your operations, um, part of the actions that you take. So they must be pervasive throughout the organization and what you do. Core values are critically important for that. So this is a quote that I came up with. Your core values are a reflection of your internal compass that helps you to navigate through life. If you compromise them, you will be lost. If you honor them, they will always help you to find your way. And I have certainly found this to be the truth in what I have done and how I have worked with my core values. The next item that's part of Freedom Focused is building a strong team, building a strong team. And I love this quote that I'll share with you from Patrick Lencioni in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. If you could get all the people in an organization rowing in the same direction, you could dominate any industry in any market against any competition at any time. And if that isn't a strong statement about the powerful, the power of, of teamwork, and, and uh, working together, I don't know what is. So I love that quote from Patrick Lencioni. And so um, there's components of building a strong team. How do you go about doing this? Well, first of all, it has to be pervasive also in, in, uh, in how, you, how you bring things to the organization and how to use them. And it starts with the hiring process, quite frankly, the hiring process. So the first thing that somebody gets when they come to your organization is uh, they're going to identify with who you are as an organization, because one of the things you're going to do is you're going to share your core values with them. That goes in the job app. Okay, the vision goes into the job ad. So before this person has even come on board, before you've even uh, interviewed them in your job ad, you need to make sure that your core values and your vision are right out front so they know what they're getting into. They know what they're a part of. This is part of that attraction and, and repulsion process that can happen if you let it, if you use your core values and you use your vision in order to, again, attract or repel people for what you believe in and where you're headed and what you're all about. Um, the other thing that you do in order to build a strong team is you rely on data instead of guessing. And what I do is I have two quizzes that I use as part of the hiring process. Those are online quizzes that the people that are that reply to my job ads uh, will go through and they will take those uh, two quizzes. One determines personality. The other one is basically their leadership skills. Um, bottom line is, is that the way that I use these quizzes is not just to take them and go, oh, that's interesting. But in fact, we use those quizzes as a very relevant part of having data. When that person walks in, we know an awful lot about them before they've even spoken a word. We, of course, have the resume, but we also have the information that comes in from these two quizzes that are basically free and online, but I've integrated them into my process. And that's something that uh, is critical to making sure that you know people coming in and have a strong hiring process. And then the, the uh, core values are integrated into the part of the interview process too. So we're asking questions about the core values. 
Um, we're making sure that when we, we get at those core values so that we know that they identify um, because one person could tell you, oh, yeah, those are all great. I, I think those are wonderful. But you've got to ask questions that actually help you to understand, do they really do they really identify and, and sync with your core values? So that's one of the things that we do in the hiring process with the core values and the vision. And we also add data. What about also another process of making sure that we're retaining and and, uh, keeping everybody integrated with those core values and the vision? That all comes down to the review process. So we integrate core values into the review process. We keep our review process simple. Um, We allow for self-assessments in that. And we integrate the core values as as a part of an integral part of the review process that we do on a regular basis. So I have a very simple process that we use for review uh, that I that I have found to be super successful in getting people aligned and also moving forward with exactly where the organization is going and taking into consideration what their strengths are and how we can maximize what they do. Okay, next is going to be, um, whoops, sorry. Uh, next thing is going to be uh, messaging. So the other way to build a strong team is to make sure that your core values and your vision are part of your messaging that goes, that pervades what you do as an organization. So for example, we use our core values on a regular basis in the regular meetings that we have at our company. So we make sure that they're front and center examples are illustrated all the time. Uh, That's another key part of what we do with our core values and our vision. And then the last thing we do to build a strong uh, team is we, we make sure that we have the, the key people, the key individuals are part of our organization. They are part of what we call our leadership team. Our leadership team are the, the key employees, perhaps for different areas of the organization. If you're a really small organization, that might be everybody in your organization is your leadership team. And that's okay. That's okay. But one of the things that you do when you build a strong leadership team, even if that is everybody in the company, is you're buying, you have to build buy-in, and then you also have to share responsibilities with that, that group. That means delegation. And you know what? Small business owners are not very good at delegation, unfortunately. Um, in fact, one of my uh, one of my weaknesses, I think, is, is that I'm a little too good at delegation. I give people a little bit too much responsibility. So I was very used to the idea of providing delegation. Um, But that's something that you have to feel comfortable with. And not until you do that by building a strong leadership team and a core will you be able to get there. And then ultimately what you're doing is you're building an accountability uh, with how you work with your leadership team and the others in your organization. Okay, so that's building a strong team. Uh, Another quote I want to share with you, this is an old African proverb. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And that's really what we're trying to do is build a team so that you don't feel so alone as a small business owner, because all too often small business owners feel like they have to take all the responsibility or things just won't get done. And while that may be uh, the case and what your experience is, if you do things in a certain way, you do certain um, aspects of how you operate your organization, freedom focus, quite frankly, you're going to make, you're going to start to see that the organization is going to run much more efficiently and you're going to have greater trust in the people that work for you as part of your team. So that's the foundation is core values and vision, and then um, build a strong team using those co- that core value in your vision. Next, let's talk about execution or implementation. This is the second part of Freedom Focused. And goals and KPIs are the next thing that are critically important, okay, critically important. So goals are really about um, uh, making sure that everybody knows how we're going to get to the vision, 
How are we going to get to the vision that we've painted and the goals that we established one, uh, basically a three-year goals, one-year goals and 90-day goals. Those goals are all are, are the pathway that we're going to take. And people, people really, they need that, that grounding. Even people that are not really goal oriented, they love understanding what's the pathway that we're going to take. Okay, how are we going to get from the place that you're dreaming of or we've dreamed of? Uh, how are we going to get from here to there? And that's where goals plays a role. And goals is not new. That's not something I came up with or invented, but it's something you better be doing. If you're not doing that, then you're not going to effectively get from where you are to where you're going. And you're also going to lack a, an incredible opportunity for creating motivation motivation for the entire team when you're not only setting goals, but accomplishing those goals. All of a sudden, great satisfaction comes from that. And that's what you get from that from goals. The other piece is key performance indicators. Now I'm really getting into kind of a, a maybe jargony, if you will, because a lot of people are not sure what, what do we mean by that? Basically, key performance indicators are your are your measurement of your goals, the data that you use to make sure that you're hitting your goals, that you're making progress. And key, key performance indicators, when you are oftentimes, uh, when we look at data, we look backwards, um, but we want to be able to use data in order to project where, how is that, how is that data from the past predicting the future? So not only are we evaluating, are we getting our goals? Are we hitting our goals? Metrically, are we doing that? But we're also able to use our key performance indicators to analyze trends, trends in the data that we've collected. Uh, and so if you do that on a regular basis after a very short period of time, you're all of a sudden going to be able to see, hey, okay, so that's not trending in the way we want to. We need to make some adjustments, some tweaks. So key performance indicators go very, very much hand in hand with goal setting, okay? I, as I like to say, it's kind of the data behind the goal setting, if you will. And the last piece of freedom focused, again, it's really very simple, four things, documented process, okay, documented, documenting your process, creating an automated business. So I will have to say that of the elements that are necessary for freedom focus, this is one of the most difficult ones. This is one of the most difficult ones. It's the hardest one to implement because people hate sitting down and documenting something. But guess what? I have a solution for that. It's, it's about who you assign to do that work. And part of the process that we've created is making sure that you have uh, people that are, that are on board for doing the processes. And don't think as a small business owner, you're the one that has to do this. Okay, you have to obviously be the one that's on board for it. You have to share your information. Uh, if uh, you're not going to be the one that writes a process down, we need to get it out of your head, though, and it needs to be down on paper. Because quite frankly, the only way you're ever going to achieve true freedom is if you are not the one that has to do all of the tasks or even some of the tasks. Remember that, that description that I gave you for freedom to exit level. You can leave. You can leave for three to six months. You can sell the company, freedom to exit, right? You can do that, but you're not going to be able to do that unless you have unloaded all of those activities, okay? Um, and ultimately, the business must be able to operate without you. Now, when you've got documented processes, ultimately what you, you realize is that the skill of your people is less important, because if you're plugging them into processes, and I'm going to say not important, I mean less important. 
If skills of the individuals becomes less important because you've got a how-to process for your business and all aspects of your business, then all of a sudden you can spend more time looking for the right people that I've talked about. The right people is who you can hire because again, you're not going to be so much involved in, oh, I've got to have the right person who can do this task. Okay, you're going to be less focused on that and more about, hey, what are the right people that are part of your organization? Of course, you look at skills. But if you automate your business, like, quite frankly, McDonald's, uh, think about how they got to where they are. Why is it that they're able to plug in just about anybody to that organization is because they have automation. That's where the processes come in, okay? And by the way, lastly, if you have a business that has documented processes that you're not involved in or in the day-to-day, you're not required to be involved in the day-to-day, you're going to be able to do two things when it comes to that point in time when you decide to exit. And by the way, you will exit your business at some point. You may turn it over to your uh, your family members, um, or you may outright sell it, or you might shut it down, but you will exit your business someday. It's guaranteed. But when that time comes, it would be wonderful if you could get maximum dollars and you're not asked to be around anymore. Uh, but if you don't have an automated business, one that operates on its own, one that's quite frankly freedom-focused, you're not going to be able to receive maximum dollars. You're not going to be able to leave on your own terms. Okay. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to stick around because they're going to go, well, look, you leave company won't operate. And so let me share with you that in fact, that's why back in 2015, when I tried to sell the business, my business, I couldn't sell it because I was so integrated into that business. Basically they said, well, yeah, Darren, you got to stick around because you are the business. And it wasn't until I created the freedom-focused business that I was able to ultimately walk away. And so it is key to ultimately key to your freedom. Okay, so um, that's what freedom focus is in a nutshell. I'm going to spend some more time over the course of, uh, of future episodes diving into each of these elements in more detail. But for today, I just wanted to give you an overview of what freedom focused is. Um, And so if you have any questions about that, don't hesitate to follow up with me by email um, or go to my website. You can do the contact me there, darrenwashcheck.com. Would be more than happy to answer questions or go back and forth with you on any of that. So I want to introduce the Freedom Secrets again. Remember, I mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Freedom Secrets are episodes that I'm going to have guests. And my first guest is going to be Matthew Gardner. Matthew basically is a personal benefits consultant for a very large insurance company, Health Markets. In fact, Health Markets was ranked the number one health insurance agency in America by Trustpilot. Yeah, I stole that from Matt's website, just trying to get a little background on him. But the thing is, is Matt's actually got 40 agents that work under him. Now, that's not maybe your traditional small business owner model, but that's actually why I want to bring uh, bring uh, Matt on uh, the show, because Matt actually operates an extremely efficient um, organization within health markets. Again, he's got 40 agents that work with him, that work for him as part of his team. And he has all the things that he has to do within that organization, within health markets, to make sure that his team runs efficiently. And I was so impressed, so impressed with what he does and how he does it. Um, I'm going to be asking him two things. One, uh, because he has actually quite a bit of freedom in his life, and that's because of design, because of how he operates his organization. So we're going to be talking to him about freedom and how he operates his organization in order to have the level of freedom he does as a small, as a small business owner, quote unquote, within health markets. 
Um, but then also we're going to talk to him about um, efficiency. And that's actually going to be a, a, a different subject. So I'll, I'll actually share that portion of my interview with him at a later episode talking about efficiencies, key efficiencies. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I really want to thank everybody again for listening to the Freedom Focus podcast. And I look forward to sharing another episode with you in two weeks. And until that time, stay focused on your freedom.